Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Sex Wrap. We are feeling extra sexy today. Oh, sorry, I am. How are you feeling, Andrew? You feeling sexy? You're looking sexy. Uh, it, it is summertime. <laughs> I am having a wonderful, wonderful summer. I'm. I went to the beach. I went to a drag show. Not today, of course. You know, it's a Tuesday. Uh, we just celebrated <laughs> Juneteenth, which I think is the best of all of the holidays that we actually have in the United States. If you don't know what Juneteenth is, you should look it up. Uh, it's about emancipation and going into Texas and telling Texans that they're wrong. And nothing makes me feel better than telling Texas that they're wrong. And People of color getting basic rights in the United States. So I know. F you, Texas. It feels like finally we have a holiday I can get behind, right? <laughs> it's like so exciting. <laughs> it's, I just, I know, we know what's going to happen to the holiday, right? Like eventually those big companies are going to be like, oh, we're having a liquidation emancipation sale of all of our backed up goods. Like they're going to do it. It's coming. Of and course, it's going to be, of uh, how can you spend money for this holiday? What color decorations do you need in your yard for this holiday? <sighs> Which brings us right back to Pride Month. <laughs> oh, yeah, happy Pride, everybody. Um, I hope you're doing fun things. I know that uh, parades are starting to happen all over the country. All over the world. All over the world, right. Um, no matter where you are, there's there's some kind of Pride happening somewhere. Um, wait, isn't New York City Pride this week? Yeah. Um, well, this will be, yeah, this will be coming out on the 22nd. So, yeah, it'll be coming out just a few days before the Pride Parade in New York City. Nice. Yeah. Parades are always kind of weird to me. Like, I, I understand why people like them, but... Well, we actually... It's actually a march, right? It's not actually a parade. It's a march. That's what the New York City and and I I think we should call all of them marches, right? Because it is a um, march for awareness, for rights, and for um, you know when LGBTQ plus people have all of the rights and the safeties and the things that everybody else has in our society, then I think we can call it a parade. But yeah, we're calling it a march. We have a, a long way to go. I just saw there was a state, a state that I just mentioned a few minutes ago, put one of the major political parties in the United States put into their party platform uh, that, you know, gay people shouldn't be allowed and that uh, homosexuality is wrong and LGBTQ should be, you know, completely cut off. Um, and here at the Sex Wrap, we disagree with all of those statements. So that party in Texas, you are wrong. And we are right because we have science and we have love behind us. You just have some crotchety old people with a vengeance, unhappiness, a lack of joy uh, on your side. Yeah. Wow. 
All right. All right. Spring is shaking let's... her head now. She's like, Andrew, don't do it. I have like I'm three like, hours like, oh, no. prepared. No. Oh, no. Let's um, get into the question. I Okay. So welcome, everybody, to the sex wrap. The first three minutes of our uh, show today are not about our episode. Um, the, the episode is really, the, the, it's not even a question. Today we had a, a friend or a listener um, write in, help, I'm stuck in a Madonna whore relationship. What do I do? And they gave it, they did give us some details. You know, sometimes uh, we always say like, oh, we didn't get enough details from the question. And in this question, um, the person the woman told us that she was in a long-term relationship with this partner for like a very long time and uh, they were in love and this Madonna whore complex was affecting their relationship and she's like, I don't know what to do about this. And um, I I think I'm amazed that we haven't talked about this. I was, I when she asked, I was thinking, oh, we don't have an episode on this. So I'm so happy she brought that to our attention. And Let's talk a little bit about what the Madonna Horror Complex is first. Let's get into what that even means. Yeah, I mean, I think the reason why we didn't have this question come up or why we haven't had this question is that a, a lot of the time when people are just starting out in relationships, everything's sort of hot and dirty and new. Um, and Madonna Horror Complexes usually happen a little bit later. Um, now, it's called Madonna Horror. It's like this inflammatory title for... Um, a woman enters into a relationship with a man. Um, there aren't really Madonna whore uh, relationships visible as much in LGBTQAITS plus relationships. There, I'm sure there's some, but this is mostly a heterosexual phenomenon with men and women. Um, so a man and a woman are in a long-term loving, committed relationship, and there is a lot of love and there is a lot of support. Um, but what happens is that eventually the man stops being sexually turned on, stops being sexually aroused, stops being sexually attracted to his partner because he has put his partner up on this pedestal and she is this fabulous, wonderful, perfect, like glorious, untouched, undespoiled woman. Um, and you can't have sex with that because if you have sex with that, then she's a whore. Um, so it's this weird psychological state that happens to men where, you know, they, they do love their partner, but because they've put them up on this impossible female pedestal of ladydom, they no longer want to touch them because they feel like it, you know, it dirties that image. Um, and a lot of times men in relationships can't vocalize it or don't even know what's happening. Like I'm no longer turned on by my wife who I love. I'm no longer sexually attracted. I no longer want to have sex with this person who I love being close to an intimate, who I really admire and look up to. That's the Madonna whore complex. And so, yeah, so let's like break it down even more. So the Madonna, the Madonna that we're talking about in this situation is the Madonna like from the Bible, the Madonna that like is the Virgin Mary, the Madonna that is like has never had sex and is like perfectly pure. And then the whore is representing somebody that is doing sex work, right? That's what the slang word is implying there. So it's looking at these like two very different dichotomies that we are kind of placing women in. Like either a woman is very pure or a woman is very slutty and is having a lot of sex and is considered um, like having too much sex for, for society standards, right? So that's like the dichotomy. And so what happens sometimes is people 
want to place women in one of these buckets. And it's like, you can either be this or you can be that and you can't be both. And you can't have this like full range of emotions, of sexuality, of, of being a person. It is like boiled down to, um, your sexuality in one very strict dimension. And it's like putting you into this box or that box. I mean, it's all of society that does that to women though, right? Like if we look at women and we've talked about sex scripts a lot uh, on the sex rep and women only have two available, right? If we look at shows, if we look at women in society, there are really only two women available. You're either a slutty whore or you're the Madonna. Um, And if you look at sex scripts for women, it's the same sort of thing. Uh, So, I mean, I'm not going to blame men explicitly for this happening. I'll blame men for being non-reflective and non, like, not examining society. But every single aspect of our society really sort of puts women into these two categories. Um, Something as simple like a dress code in a high school, right? A dress code in a high school, most of the time is Madonna whore sort of complex, um, where girls can't wear skirts over so long or can't show their midriff or can't show their neck or whatever it is, whatever part of their body. Because if they show any of that, they're a whore. So they have to cover up completely so they can keep being that Madonna. But it's not just schools, it's churches, it's industry, it's going to the beach. All of these areas sort of work in the same pattern where women really are forced into one box or the other societally. Um, And if you have an unreflective life, if you don't really think about what society is doing with women, um, you sort of end up in this space where if I'm with a woman, I don't want to be with a whore. I want to be with like this perfect, pristine, pure woman who I love. Um, and that and, and that's how we get here. And I think, you know, we can think about these other aspects of our society that are very similar or that kind of contribute to this, right? Like we can think about like that idea of friend zoning, you know, which we've talked oh, about on the gross. show, the problem, the problem with that whole phrase and that idea. But I think that's kind of the same thing. Like either this woman is sexually available to me or not. Right. It's kind of like, we're saying like, it's either this or that. And it's like, um, I mean, there's a lot of like uh, misogyny that's built in here. There's a lot of sexism that's built in here, right? Like it's all of these things get tied up. And so when we're talking about this Madonna whore complex, um, it shows up in intimate relationships sometimes. And so I think that's where we're moving to next. Like it, it exists all around us and then it can also show up in our relationships. And when it shows up in our relationships, um, it can be very damaging or it can also be kind of hot. So (laughs) we're going to take a quick break, but we're going to talk about what it looks like in relationships, what we can do, um, how we can use it to our advantage, how we can get over it, kind of all of those things in just a minute. All right, everybody, welcome back to The Sex Drop. Today we're talking about the Madonna Horror Complex. Spring, right before we went on break, you (laughs) said it could be sexy. Um, So we're talking to a listener who submitted a question, help their stuck. For that listener, they are not at that sexy component right now, but there is a lot that happens inside of relationships, sexually and otherwise, um, that 
like there's role play involved. There's lots of like dirty talk in the bedroom or out of the bedroom or different kinds of sexting. Like there's lots of things that are sort of built into this uh, Madonna horror complex. If, if you just look at what lingerie is, right? Some lingerie, super whore complex. Some lingerie, super Madonna complex, right? Like, like, every, like we sell to women both sides of this package for what happens in the bedroom. And by like what I mean, like the Madonna side in the bedroom is like, there's a lot of lingerie for women that looks like a perfect little beautiful pure package that someone else gets to unwrap and then play with that toy that they've unwrapped. There's a lot of things that we can talk about in terms of it. Um, but uh, before we get to the sexy side, why don't we talk about the damaging side? Right. So why, why, why is this Madonna horror complex damaging to a relationship? I mean, first of all, and I mean, we kind of already said this a little bit, but what it's doing is it's ignoring the full dimensionality of a woman. So that's the first place where it's like problematic, right? If your partner is, um, playing into this Madonna whore, then your partner is not really seeing all aspects of you. Your, your partner is kind of, um, it's, it's actually a way of like sexualizing you, right. And boiling you down just to this one aspect of you. So it's minimizing you. It's actually, um, making you a thing instead of a person, instead of a partner. So like serious objectification. Yeah. This is the, like, this is the, what's actually happening. Um, but then how does that like affect the relationship? I mean, it affects like all of the dynamics. It affects like, you know, if, if for example, your partner is, um, this playing into the Miss Madonna whore, let's like, I want to use some like concrete examples to kind of demonstrate like what this might look like. So, um, if they are seeing you as this like mother role and like this perfect mother, like whether you have children or not, they could, they could see you as this like perfect mothering, um, like feature in the, in their lives. And they can kind of idolize you and put this on a, put you on a pedestal and like, look at like all of these like beautiful, graceful things you're doing in your life and like really just focusing on that. But then they are not attracted to you because they don't want to have sex with you because then they like are only focusing on this one part of you. And then it takes all the sexuality, all the sensuality, all of the um, connection at that level out of the relationship. And it takes it out of the possibility of the relationship, right? So it becomes like, Oh, I can't touch you. I can't even like, you know, rest my hand on you because you are this like perfect, perfect creature that I can't spoil and I don't want to spoil. Even though they've probably spoiled them, despoiled them (laughs) many times before, right? Because remember, this is something that sort of creeps into relationships over time. It's not something that you start out with. It's something that happens. Yeah. And then on the other side of it, like, let's look at like when maybe you're our... They have like your partners become really horny and is like, okay, I just like have to have sex. And then they force you into this other role to like make it okay in their heads to actually be having sex with you. And now they're visualizing you as a whore. And again, I just want to talk about that word for a second. I think uh, this word is like a word that 
connotes um, having sex for money, which we also support and we think is a great profession for people that choose that and want to do that. And so in this way, the whore is being used as a derogatory term, as a term to like take away the power from that person, right? So when we're calling someone a whore in this instance, it is like, saying, I think less of you. I visualize you only as a sexual object. You are only here to meet my sexual needs. And um, the sex in an instance like that can be very um, aggressive. It can be very um, like putting down the woman and um, it could be making her feel bad, feel small, feel used. The vast majority of pornography created for heterosexual people is Madonna whore complex pornography. It's demeaning. Uh, it marginalizes. It turns the women woman into a sex object that's just there for the pleasure of the man. Um, and that's really one of the, that's the dangerous side of the whore complex where like, sure, the Madonna side of the complex, you're objectified and, you know, a, a affection and sex and intimacy can go away because of it. On the other side, um, when sex happens, that kind of demeaning content is a different kind of objectification, um, which Spring was kind of saying can be sexy if it's done right. Um, both sides of Madonna whore can be sexy if they're done right. If it's a choice. Right. Not for people who are stuck in the complex right. Right. itself. Yeah. So objectification, removal of choice, lack of intimacy, doesn't treat you like a human being. Like all of these things happen on both sides of it. Um, and, and when I take a step back and really look at it, I think that this whole thing comes from the way that femininity has been defined in society, right? Like femininity is so narrow for women um, in the United States that they, it forces them to, into these roles. Um, and it forces the men around them to only accept them inside of those roles as well. Um, now, I want to go back and talk about the word whore as well. I think whores are awesome. I think sluts are awesome. Um, if you're one of those things, congratulations. If you've never had sex and you're a slut, I love you for that as well. Like, what do you call a woman who gets what she wants and makes sure she has an orgasm and pleasure? You call it, like, a woman. But whenever someone says slut or whore, I'm like, that's who I would want to have sex with. Like, I want to have sex with somebody who's good at sex. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, it can be like this Madonna horror complex could be like a very like minor, like small thing, or it could be a very large thing and very problematic. Like the, the level of how much it's impacting the relationship really can range. And it can also grow over time if we don't have some conversations and kind of check it when we start to observe it. And conversations. <laughs> did you just say communicate about it? What? Oh, is that the answer? What? <sighs> now, depending on where you are inside of this Madonna whore complex, a couple conversations might be enough to help with it. It sounds like to our listener, um, your husband is going to need some kind of therapy or sex therapy to work out. I don't, I don't know if you're a husband. Your partner is going to need some time speaking to a professional. Um, we highly recommend Cindy Darnell. We'll put our information in the show notes. <laughs> um, but talk to somebody who can help work you through those issues, right? Because those issues, once again, aren't something that come naturally from you. It comes from exposure to all of the societal messages that we get about women. Um, so if you're in and deep. 
therapy counseling, and then couples counseling on top of it. So you're going to need both steps. And, and I mean, I think that this person that wrote in, um, she recognizes like she knows her partner really loves her. She knew they're in a long-term loving relationship. And so, you know, this doesn't, it doesn't have to mean that like your partner is terrible or that like, you know, this has like ruined the relationship, but it is this like, cultural phenomenon that is like being fed in and then someone's buying into it, not necessarily by choice, right? And then it's impacting the relationship. And so the issue is we need to separate that out and we need to take that out of the dynamic of the relationship unless you choose to bring it in at certain times, right? And so the yeah, there is like, it depends on how deep this is running in the relationship, how much you're like recognizing and feeling kind of pushed into these boxes. And if it is something that feels overwhelming and it feels like this is like, this is our whole relationship now, then that's definitely therapy level, right? <laughs> and if it's like, I've noticed this a couple of times, then it's like, let's have some conversations about it. Let's talk about what the Madonna Horror Complex is. Let's talk about what could be influencing this. Let's talk about um, that thing you said the other day that made me feel uncomfortable, right? And start to open up and see what we can unpack together. Just a few episodes, I said, don't take advice from sad boomer relationships where like, with all of those memes, like the ball and chain, all of the memes, like, oh, I have to spend time with my wife. Um, this is in the same line, right? Like a lot of us over our lives have seen people close to us, family members, community members, community leaders, politicians, et cetera, et cetera, do this, right? Like this is how they enact their relationships publicly as well. Um, our previous vice president, Mike Pence, even called his wife mother, which to me always was really weird, but if you look at it more broadly, in terms of this Madonna whore complex, we get these messages everywhere. And society really has made it hard for men to talk about sex and sexuality. That doesn't forgive them for not doing it, but it's made it hard, which is why. Did you notice I, I didn't say dump him today as my advice? Um, because this is an external issue that you can resolve um, with some just sometimes just a few conversations, sometimes with some therapy and some counseling. And sometimes you can, like Spring said, play it up, like play it up and have some really hot, dirty Madonna whore sex. Um, but if you feel bad in your relationship, right? If the situation makes you feel bad about yourself, if it does anything that, you know, impinges upon your joy and pleasure uh, and orgasm and sex and all of those other things, then you definitely should talk to your partner first. And then you're probably going to have to get some sex sex therapy, sex counseling, and go to a professional. This is not like a just go to a random person who's never dealt with it before. You want to go to somebody who really understands um, and try to stay out of blame as well. Um, once again, you know, like I'm, I'm giving the spring side of advice. Like, don't dump them. Stay out of blame. Um, because these messages really do come from a very high level in society. And um, most people aren't really that reflective about, you know, sex and relationships, because especially in heterosexual relationships, that sort of road is mapped out for them from the day they're born. Um, you don't have to think about it. You're going to find a man or a woman and you're going to be with them and you're going to get married with them and you're going to have kids with like all of these things are sort of prepackaged. Um, 
the problem with all of that being prepackaged is you don't have to think about it. And without that reflection, things like the Madonna whore complex can sort of creep into your relationship and get worse over time. So be reflective, have conversations about it. And if you think that you need it, talk to a sex therapist. And there is no person in the entire world who therapy will not help. So there. All right. <laughs> Anything else that we need to say about Madonna whore complex? Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to talk about like kinkifying it a little bit because, um, that I think, you know, talking about this complex, like, yeah, let's talk about how we can use it. And there's, you know, anything that is problematic can also be sexy if entered into it with consent. Um, that's like something that makes a lot of things sexy in our, in our sex lives, right? Like something that we might have some trauma around or something that makes us mad, like that can actually become really sexy. And so, yeah, I mean, I think like, um, even if, um, this specific woman that wrote in, you know, if she and her partner like work this out, like they could actually choose to bring this in at times. And like the choice and the conversation around choosing to enact something for sexual play or for like even, um, some role play, like building up to sex, like maybe it is, um, some role play as you're like flirting and like, um, having dinner and stuff and like if you choose this and consent to this like it can be really sexy and i i think that like after you work through some of the issues that are underlying this like and again i'm not a therapist but i think that like that could actually satisfy kind of some of the like underlying messages that are being thrown in at someone like if you're choosing to bring this in in a consenting way so i I think that like there's the space for this type of thing in relationships if that's something you're interested in and if you want to play with it and um, could be therapeutic in a way, especially if you've had some struggles with it in the past. And again, it depends on like the level of the the depth of it impacting your relationship and like how you're able to move through that. But I, I just want to say like, you know, that... Um, I think a lot of couples actually play with that and enjoy that type of thing too. So I wanted to throw that in there to, um, you know, think about ways to play with, play with problems. So you're saying taking your partner who you perceive as this pure, beautiful, perfect partner off that pedestal and dicking them down dirty could be sexy. What? I don't know. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Uh, and um we we have some episodes about how to kink things up a little bit as well but you know dirty talk um there's lots of people men and women who like a little bit of degrading conversation or dirty talk inside of sex so you can really play up that horror complex as well but once again if you're gonna start playing with these things in kink aftercare is really important so have a conversation beforehand get consent and then after the fact you know, it doesn't have to be immediately after, but maybe, you know, over dinner. Hey, how did that go? <laughs> was that okay for you? Like, you know, check in and make sure that that everything was okay. Wow. 
Well, I don't have anything else to say about Madonna Horror Complex. Oh, yeah. Um, I was going to go back to gay people one more time. So we don't really have it. <laughs> if you are a gay person or a lesbian person um, and you have experienced Madonna Horror Complex with your partner, we would love to hear from you. I did some research and it's really hard to find anything. Um, so for gay men, it was mostly Madonna is a, a singer icon and a whore is not a bad word. So it was. It's, it's just very interesting that this is mostly a heterosexual problem. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. If you have any questions about this episode or any other questions about sex, relationships, sexual health, anything at all, we'd love to hear from you. Um, you can send us an email. We're the sex rap at gmail.com. That's rap with the W. You can call us at 413 it. And you should definitely check out our social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Sex Rap. Thanks for listening. Bye. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too afraid. Music for this episode provided by the ever-elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe.